Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons on Lane 3.7 The Ticket. I got to give a big shout out to Matt Warner. He's on the plane right now flying back to Nebraska. But, uh, man, Matt, I don't know what to say about you, man. You're not only an owner of Empire Fencing and Netting out in Waverly, but you're also a leader. And that's very impressive, man. I just want to let you know that I'm very proud of you. And thank you for all the love that you showed me here at on the Get Your Happy On Hour show by being a sponsor. It means a lot to me. And I believe someone named Melanie Warner's had a birthday. So if I'm correct on that, happy birthday. Well, you know, we made it through another week. And speaking of good people, you know, humble people, I'm going to jump right in, man, because my guest is my big brother. But he's a very humble guy. But I'm bringing him out of that tonight because he don't like to talk about himself. But he's going to talk about himself tonight, whether he likes to or not. <laughs> so so with no further ado, let's get started because I got a lot of questions. I know the answer to most of them. But I want the public to know what I know. Former Husker legend and former Kansas City Chiefs running back. Jeff Kenny. What's happening? Hi, Ricky. How you Not doing? a whole lot. Just been watch, watching a lot of football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, I know I know from personal experience that, that you don't like to brag on yourself or even talk about yourself. I do know that. But I'm going to ask you, as a little brother, I'm going to ask you to come out of that tonight and share with the public, man, because everybody don't know what, what I know. And I want them to know because I think it's very interesting. So we're going to start off right off the top, man, with Jeff, where are you from? Where's home? Well, uh, actually, I was born in a small town in Nebraska, Oxford, Nebraska. Oxford, okay. And my dad worked for the railroad. And when I got time for me to go to school, we moved to McCook. McCook oh, Nebraska. McCook, the big city. Big city boy. Big city boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you grew up in mccook then i did yes i did okay now sports wise growing up what all sports did you play in mccook oh gosh just about whatever i could get could enroll in or sign up for I <laughs> baseball and i love basketball you know and kind of had to wait till you got to be an eighth grader before you could play football Okay. But, uh, just love sports. I love competing. I've I've always enjoyed that. Well, Jeff, let me ask you this. Now, growing up in McCook, playing all these different sports, you apparently had some success. So my next question is, where did you choose to play college football? Well, I did choose – I did accept the scholarship to go to Nebraska. But okay. it, was, it was a tough choice. <laughs> do I want to go to a California school or do I want to go to a Texas school? No, I've always, I grew up watching and listening to Nebraska football my whole life. Okay. So are you familiar I, with that young man? Are you yeah, familiar with that young man named Lyle Brinzer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lyle, Lyle was good. And then I couldn't wait. To, at that time, to get the World Herald the next morning to look at all the snapshots of the 
you know, they have like four or five sequels of a, of a play. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't wait <laughs> to see those and read every one of those. So I've, I was a Nebraska fan long before I was ever a player. I got you. Well, let me ask you this now. When you came to Nebraska, what year did you come here to play for Nebraska? Well, I, I uh, would have gotten there 68, and I graduated in the spring of 72. So so basically, walk me through your career at Nebraska. I mean, what was it like? Because before you when you, when you got here, I don't think Nebraska – I mean, they had had some success, but not – not the success that they had before, after you know, I mean, yeah. before you left. Well, they were coming off two six and four seasons, had been beaten badly by Oklahoma. Okay, and I can I I can remember back then. Uh, I played quarterback, but also played defense and running back. But there were seven seven other players or seven players total that were scholarship to quarterback. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's back when you could give out a lot of scholarships. Right, right. Okay. So I started off at quarterback, and then, you know, I think the thing that made a big difference in my life, and I'm sure other players that had gotten there, was we used to have a freshman team, and the freshmen would, would practice by themselves. Right, Freshmen right. played their own games. And so you really didn't get knocked around until you went into spring football the, that, that next year. Now, when you uh, – so your freshman year, uh, you you played on the freshman team. So was you a quarterback then or – I started off there. Then I got uh, – kind of got moved to a running back, kind of a flanker running back. Yeah. I I had your kind of speed. <laughs> <laughs> so you were slow then, huh? <laughs> If you well, had must be, you had to be slow. Everybody, everybody that guarded me was slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you went to running back. Uh, so, I, I take it that you went through spring ball as a running back, or yeah. Well, actually, I was. I played wing back. Okay. You know, okay. I was a wing back like you were. I played wing back, and yeah. And then we had some running backs got hurt, and they moved me to tailback. Okay. And so started as a sophomore tailback. You know, it took it took a while to get used to it, but after a while, we we had quite a few underclassmen that were playing, and we were playing some good football. And I'd have to say, by the time or the end of my sophomore year, and the other guys who were sophomores and juniors and seniors felt like we could could beat just about anybody in the country. Wow, wow! And so now, you did you start as a sophomore at running back? I did. Wow. Okay. Did. That's impressive because that didn't hardly happen back then. You know, I mean, I know today. Well, that's when you get two of them hurt in front of you. <laughs> oh, so that helped a little bit. That helped a lot. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I remember holding a, my helmet would be on one end of the field and my, and I had on a baseball cap on the other end. Cause I knew I wasn't going to play. <laughs> you, I mean, can you imagine players now that because of the portal, and stuff, you know, they don't wait their turn or they don't. Oh, no, no. Know. That See, I, I, I'm still adjusting to that. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm not knocking it. I, I'm, I'm just adjusting because that that's a totally different, you know, era from what I remember. Well, Ricky, I would, I, they, they work so hard, the NCAA, to create that parity between, you know, the top schools and the not-so-good yeah. schools. 
by limiting scholarships and doing all that. And now they just completely reversed all that that they had done, whether it yeah, was Title Nine or whatever it was. Yeah, I agree. Now, Jeff, going into your junior year, is, now that was was that the year you guys won your the first national championship? It was, yes. Well, yep. kind of walk me through that year, man, because I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan. First of all, even though you are my big brother, I'm still a fan. Okay, well, so, I was a fan too. It looks, you know, we started off the season, and we had the non-conference game, and we Southern Cal, we played Southern Cal out there. Yeah, and I think both Jerry Taggy and Van Bronson were hurt, so I spent the week practicing a quarterback. Ah, and then. Uh, I think uh, Jerry was able to come back in time for the game to play, but we end up tying Southern Cal, who was rated, I know, in the top two or three at the time, wow. tied him up out there, and we missed a field goal to win the game. So we started off with a tie uh, against a very, very good team, and we just got better and better. And by the t- time the end of the season, I can I remember uh, – you know, we were a good football team. We, we were always pretty good on defense, but the offense controlled the ball, and defense was just what black shirt defenses are known for. Right, right. And if I remember correctly, you playing under Devaney. That's correct. Yeah, and what kind of what kind of coach was he? Tom was kind of a – I mean, uh, Bob was – he wasn't a real hands-on coach. He let all of his assistants do most of everything. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a guy that would stand back and watch practice and, you know, say a word or two if he needed to, to <laughs> players who weren't doing it right or who were doing it right. So everybody had a great deal of respect for Coach DeManny. I mean, that's kind of what motivated a lot of us. We wanted to kind of win his approval. Yeah. Now, Coach Osborne was on that staff too. Is that correct? Yeah. Tom recruited me. Tom oh, recruited really? me out of high school. And in fact, we used to, we used to do some speaking engagements together, and I always used to used to kid him. In fact, I always had to. After a while, I got smart and said, "Let me speak after Tom," because <laughs> I knew what he was coming with, and I wanted I wanted to have my own story. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah. uh, Tom, Tom took me fishing, and it was cold, it was rainy, and we didn't catch a thing. And I told him. I'm going to K-State, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we, what did, he, what did he say about that? Yeah. When you told him you was going to K-State, what was his response? Well, we just – we always – I always we always kid each other. Yeah. He, he always says – I told him I could have went to K-State, K-State, and they had Lynn Dickey as a quarterback, and he was the guy that wore the white football shoes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When they first started that. Yes. And I said, hey, I could have gone there and wore white shoes, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but we beat them every year, so it's a good thing I went to Nebraska. Yeah, I agree. Now, you, you, uh, before I go on any further, I got to say this. Coach Osborne, for, you know, for those of you that don't know him personally, the guy has a very, very good sense of humor, you know, and a lot of people don't believe it <laughs> when I say that. But I mean, he can hold his own and, and and keep a straight face in the process. So I want y'all to know that. Well, I, I can remember he came to McCook, and McCook had a really pretty good junior college team. 
Okay. And, and there was a tight end that was just a phenomenal basketball player and a big kid. Well, back then you could go out and eat dinner. So Tom took us both out to eat dinner and, and we got back and Ray is sitting in the front seat and I'm sitting in the back seat and coach Osborne, you know, with his sense of humor said, you know, Ray, you're a, you're a pretty good athlete. You know, you're in fact, you're really good. He said, but you know, you come to Nebraska, you're going to have to work really, really hard. And so Ray opens the door and gets out, and that's it. <laughs> he goes to Minnesota. <laughs> so I, I didn't wait for Tom to say anything to me. I got out of the car, too, and went home. <laughs> no, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, a lot of people, you know, and I have, as well documented, I have the ultimate respect for Coach Osborne. But so many people, when they, when they talk to me about him or ask me about him, they don't realize the sense of humor that he has, you know, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are just in awe of him, which, you know, deservingly. So, I mean, the guy, his record speaks for itself and his character speaks for itself, but just from with, you know, not being a, one of his players, a lot of people don't know how really funny this young man is. Oh, he had a, he had a dry sense of humor, right? He was very witty and yep. very smart. Yep. 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 I, uh, I think about, um, uh, uh, one of the stories that I remember is when I first came to Nebraska as a wing back, you know, I had been a running back in high school and man, I wanted to play running back. Cause I thought, you know, I can play running back and he didn't never tell me I couldn't play. He just, he put me in at running back at practice one day and first play I, well, I took it to the house. I was like, oh man, it's just like high school. Well, the next play he called the offense and the defense. And man, I I ran up through the between the tackles, which is not my specialty at all. And um I I got lit up. I think it was Steve Dam Kroger. And I lost my helmet, a shoe, uh elbow pad, and my shoulder pad strings broke. And Coach Osborne acted like he didn't even see it. So I walked up to him with half my uniform in my hands. I was like, uh, hey coach. He said, Yeah, Ricky, what's going on? I said, you got another position I can play. <laughs> this running back thing ain't going to work for me. <laughs> so he didn't tell me I couldn't play running back. He just showed me why I shouldn't play it. Who was the running back coach back then? Coach Corgan. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Coach Corgan was, well, you know, I'm not telling you anything new, but for those of y'all don't know, Coach Corgan was a very no-nonsense type of coach. And man, I mean, he, he he had no patience for sissies. I can tell you. Oh, that. no, no, no. I seen a running back run out of bounds once, man. And you'd have, oh, thought, yeah. oh, you th you'd have thought he, I mean, he just, he must have slapped Coach Corgan or something. Because, I mean, this dude just, I mean, he lost it. You know, I he mean, does, that's, you never that's run, out of bounds. run out of bounds. You never run out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was amazing. I was like, man, this dude here. He don't care if there's five people got you hemmed up. Before you run out of bounds, you run into them. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a drill. I mean, that's a drill. You plant that outside foot and you head right up into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm not built for that. You know, I'm more like I want to get on the edge and, and check people's foot speed. I don't, I don't want to be in between them tackles. <laughs> There's a problem between the tackles. <laughs> Well, that uh, there, there's two positions 
that I've always thought I'd never want to play. And that was middle linebacker or fullback. That yeah, was. man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that. Yeah. You had to love contact to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I think about uh, linebackers, I think about Jerry Murtoff. You know, Jerry Murtoff, from what I've been told, had no problem with contact. He, 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 matter of fact, he, he, he looked for it. And, and he 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 had no problem letting me know when I first met him that uh oh you're one of those wingback receivers y'all y'all some dirty guys y'all he didn't y'all, like offensive players at all <laughs> at all I mean he had no and he didn't have no problem letting you know he didn't like <laughs> offensive players <laughs> well Jeff let, let me ask you this now you you had. At the end of your career, you end up winning what junior senior year you was national champion. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow. You know, and um I got this nice poster with you running and you got your jersey half on and half off. <laughs> uh what was it like, man, being a national champion? Just just explain that experience. Well, our junior junior year really kind of prepped us for our senior year. I mean, we started having that experience to playing and winning against good teams and, and dominating good teams. So we went into our senior year. Uh, we felt pretty confident that we could win just any game that we played. And I think our preparation was so good every week. It didn't matter who we played. Right. And I think one of the things that I remember from coach Devaney saying, you know, we would be ahead 24 to nothing at half or, 35 to nothing or just something where you had a, you know, three or four or four or five touchdown lead because our defense held everybody to less than six points. And so he would say, okay, offense, you get out there and put the ball in the end zone. You're done for the day. So (laughs) I know the first six or seven games, I didn't play, but one series that second half. Yeah. You know, and, and that was kind of a common theme. I think that carried on for a long time because, I know a lot of people may find this hard to believe, but, you know, in the 70s, I know for a fact, and in the 80s, I mean, and the 90s, there was a lot of that going on. You know what I mean? For us not getting to play very much in the second half because, I mean, Nebraska was was a very dominant team, you know, at one time. And and I'm hoping that we get back to that. You know, I mean, I'm, Yeah, we had a lot of depth, too. Yeah, you know, it, it's, but you know what? People, people really wanted to be here, and people wanted to compete. So that you know, it was kind of it was kind of funny. I tell people this all the time. It's like very rarely did you, if you were like a a first team player, man, you didn't want to get hurt because you may never get back on the field. We had depth, and those other guys wanted you know they could play as well, and they wanted to let the world know that they could play. So I was very careful about coming off the field with a little limp or something because people, there would be about about seven, eight guys run up to you with their helmets in their hand. You okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I just need a couple of Tylenol and some water. You can go sit down because if you get in, I ain't going to get back in. So I understood that. And Jeff, being a national champion for two years in a row, you had a, you had the opportunity to uh, go to the next level. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, could you tell me about that process? Uh, did you uh, were you drafted or yeah, maybe a get a little 
Yeah, a little background on the draft. Back then, it was just you would get a phone call. Okay. From the team that drafted you. And that was it. I mean, there was no TV. Was that that fanfare, huh? Yeah, there was nothing like that. But we actually were in the White House the the day of the draft. And so as we were going to a press conference after we had finished everything up with some astronauts and the, and the president that we went into this, uh, Oh, the interview and, and reporters were asking questions and stuff. And somebody handed me a note saying, call coach Stram. You've been drafted in the first round. Wow. And that's how you found out. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was it. A note. And at that time, uh, I guess they called my home and the secretary for Coach Stram said, uh, is Jeff there? And she goes, well, he's not. He's he's with the president. And they go, well, the president of what? How do we get a hold of him? She said, <laughs> call the White House. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's how that came down. Yeah. <laughs> you just happen to be with the president of the United States. But, but yeah. you know, but, but uh, he... He he needs the number on how to get in touch with you. <laughs> that's that, that's funny. So you was first round draft choice to the was the Kansas City Chiefs. That's correct. Okay, and uh, now, how what was that experience like? Matter of fact, before you before you answer that, big shout out to the Chiefs for for the win today. That was a big win for them to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but hey, they pulled it off. Well, that's that's you know, if you've been around. If you if you look at how a professional football player looks at a season, yeah, you know preseasons you're kind of getting yourself in shape and you know you've got your position pretty well nailed down for the most part, mm-hmm. and then you've got that long long regular season, right? So a lot of times it's just you know like let's get by, let's stay healthy, let's play other players, and then it's like when this third one comes around, you you, you better have your game on. Because that's yeah. the season right there. Right, right. And so I think they've done this enough times. They know exactly what they need to do and when they need to do it. Yeah, well, they definitely showed that. Yes, they did. Well, Jeff, now when you went to the Chiefs, uh, what was that experience like for you? I mean, your first-round draft choice, so I know the expectations were high. Well, yeah. I mean, we had – back then you used to play six preseason games, and, and I, I think the – the neat thing about what I got to do before we went to training camp was, you know, how uh, used to be, there used to be basketball teams where seniors would go out and play basketball in yes, small yes. towns across Nebraska. Yes. Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs did something like that too. And so they asked me to come and play on with them on some of their basketball games. So I got to know a few of the guys and become with them and so that was just a good introduction to, to what was going on and I, I think at, at that time we had a couple of different college all-star games where you played an all-american bowl in Lubbock yeah and then they played that uh, college all-star game in Chicago where they took the, the college all-stars and we played uh, the Super Bowl winner which was the Dallas Cowboys that year Oh, wow. Okay. And so we did two games in the summertime, and then I left on a bus right after that game to go to the Hall of Fame game. And so, I mean, thrown right in the fire right away. So 
Well, Jeff, hold that thought. We're gonna come. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna pick up right there. Okay? Don't you guys go anywhere. We're on ninety three point seven. The tickets to get you happy on out. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. Look here, man. Before we get back to my big brother, Jeff, I want to, I think we got some shout outs. Uh, hey, Austin. Hey, Ricky. Who, who's over there, man? Who's tuned in? We'll start on YouTube with Brett. Brett big, saying, happy early birthday, Ricky. What? Ricky, big happy sh- birthday. Big shout out to Brett down in Tulsa, and thank you for the man. You know what? Tomorrow is that birthday. You're right. So thank you for uh, for mentioning that. Who else we got over there? We turned our attention to Facebook. We got Brad. Brad Scott Taylor, Ernest Taylor Jr. That's my little brother down in Texas, man. Appreciate you, Brad, for tuning in, man. It means a lot. We got Odious Lee. What? My big brother, Odious Lee. Man, look at him. If you got Parnell over there, man, look here. Lock your refrigerator because I know Parnell over there cleaning things out for you. <laughs> and on Facebook, the one and only Mike Red Baron. Red, what's happening, man? I appreciate the love you showed last week. I've been looking for your paperwork down here. I don't see it, but I do have something that you gave me, so I'll make sure after the show that I reach out to you to see if this is what you were looking for. Who? Anybody else? Okay, well, I did get a text from my homegirl, Carla Walker, I want to say thank you for, I know you're not a big sports fan, but I appreciate the fact that you're willing to learn and you you even admitted that you're learning a lot about Nebraska history. So thank you, Carla, for tuning in. Now back to my big brother. Jeff, I got a question for you. You said you caught a bus after, after what, what, what game was that you caught a bus? Caught a what? You said you caught a bus. You had to have a bus ride. Back? Oh yeah. Well, we played. We played in a college all star. It was college all star game, and it was it was the Hall of Fame game. Oh, and okay. So I had to get a bus from there to to Canton, where they played the the Hall of Fame game. Oh, so okay. Okay. I can remember. I was pretty sore from playing the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and they had they had me suit up, and my backfield coach said. Don't be surprised if we get put you in to return kickoffs. Oh, <laughs> Had you ever done that before? Yeah, I returned kickoffs, but I wasn't in any shape to do it that day. <laughs> you said not out to being all beat up. Huh? Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this now: when you when you got to uh, when you got to the season for Kansas City, your your rookie year, what was that like for you? I mean, when you did you come in right away being the man or did you have to earn your spot? What was no, that they, like? You know, they had, uh, they had Eddie Poglack who was pretty, uh, pretty well entrenched in that position, but I ended up playing both halfback and fullback. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like, and coach Strand was one of those guys who didn't like to play rookies, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that was, they put me in a passing situations, but it was, it was pretty slim pickings that first year. Okay, so you didn't play a whole lot, or you did not play a whole lot. No. Yeah, 
Okay, well, what, well, going into that next season, how that how that uh, turn out for you? Started playing a little bit more. Stram started having more confidence. Uh, uh, played a lot of situations, you know, where there were passing situations. So I got to do that, uh, but I also ended up doing some blocking and stuff too for for Ed, and and that kind of translated over to what I went to Buffalo, why they picked me up. So. Here it was a tailback and a wingback in Nebraska. Now all of a sudden I'm blocking people. <laughs> it wasn't something I really was excited about. Well, guess what goes around comes around. Huh? Yeah. So now, how many years were you actually with Kansas City then? The first four years in Kansas. Four City. years, and then you got traded. You said to Buffalo. Yeah, I went to Buffalo, Buffalo. and I blocked for OJ. For oh, okay. Year. Well, one thing I can I can actually say you uh, you love those cold weather climates. You went you know, to Nebraska, then you went to Kansas City, then you're in Buffalo. So, well, it was either I mean, that or Green Bay. <laughs> another another nice climate. <laughs> yeah. There's always two places you didn't want to play, and those were the two right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really funny when I, when I think about that, man. Those are very, very historic, you know, Programs. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they they they've got a lot of history, but man, the climate. I mean, you, it takes a. It takes. I don't know if you ever really adjust to it. I think you just learn to deal with it. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't have the kind of equipment that would keep you warm. You know, the under stuff. You wore long underwear if you were cold. That was about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and once that stuff got damp, you got a problem. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jeff, you know, man, I I, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about like after your after you retired from football, what did you what did you do then? Well, I went into business with a couple of guys. We end up uh, kind of being a consulting firm where we would visit with different companies and stuff about their employee benefits. Uh-huh. So I went into business with a couple of those guys. And then we end up buying a company. And shortly after we bought that company, a good friend of mine who you know very well, uh, Jerry Pettibone. Yeah, Coach Pettibone. Yeah, he called me up. Coach Pettibone. And we, you know, we talked. We talked through the years, and uh, he wanted to get a head coaching job, and he wanted to put together a staff. And he calls me up and said, "Jeff, I got a head coaching job, and I'm." I want to ask you if you want to come be on my staff. I go, well, sure, Jerry. Let me think about it. Where's it at? He goes, it's at Northern Illinois University. <laughs> go, Great. Jerry, where's Northern Illinois University? <laughs> he goes, DeKalb. Cool climate. I go, where's DeKalb, Illinois, Jerry? <laughs> but I ended up going and, you know, really enjoyed coaching kids. Uh, loved it, as a matter of fact, but came to the point where I wanted to watch my own sons play. Right. I got and you. And they were doing a, they were doing a bunch of stuff there. They were trying to be, get a big time schedule and weren't putting the money in the facilities or, you know, doing things you need to do to compete at that level. They just were concerned about getting the cash in the door and that was it. So I, I end up uh, uh, not, not coaching anymore and going back into the business world. Okay. Okay. So you you currently uh, that's pretty much what you have been doing because I know you play in a lot of these golf tournaments. 
and I got a bone to pick with you, and I'm gonna pick with I'm gonna pick it on air. Did you get your Did you get your birthday present yet? No, I have not. What 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 you it's do? It's a dozen Jeff? golf balls with number seven on them. <laughs> oh no, 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 not the pink ones, man. I told you, I told you, I gotta have Husker red, man. Why you keep doing that to me, Jeff? Well, let me tell y'all what Jeff done to me down in. Uh, I think we were in. Uh, not Go- well, Gothenburg, I believe it was. Yeah. I uh, we was playing in a teammates the uh, golf tournament for Coach Osborne uh, organization, and just so happened by the luck of the draw, I was on the hole right behind Jeff. So every time I would come up on a par three, and first of all, let me tell you guys, I am not good at golf. I just like playing. Jeff would buy. He buy like uh, a case of red golf balls, and he would take a sharpie and put number seven on it. And on the part three holes, I tee off, and half the time I didn't know where the ball went. But by the time I get to the green, my ball was in the hole, making me think I had a hole in one. But Jeff standing over on the side laughing because he done put one of these balls in the hole just because they had just finished playing that hole. Jeff, I don't know why you did me like that, man. I thought me and you was cooler than that. But, you know, you you, you kind of had me feeling good about myself and in reality thinking I had a hole in one when my ball was somewhere in the rough. But I don't know why you did me like well, that, I, man. I, so, you need, I needed you. You needed some confidence building. So <laughs> I was working on building your confidence. <laughs> well, you know what? You did a wonderful job of doing that, man, because I really actually thought I had a hole in one because I didn't know where the ball that went off the tee. And when I got to to the green and saw I was in the hole, man, I felt real good about myself. So mission accomplished. But I also want to give you another compliment while we're on that subject. Uh, we got our happy on while we were there too, man, and I appreciate you participating in that. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what getting your happy on is, it's basically uh, I play some music and I try to dance and I cannot dance. I mean, it is well documented. I can't dance, but it makes people laugh. And that to me is mission accomplished. And Jeff volunteered to be a part of one of my videos, man. So I just want to say thank you for doing that and, and being a good sport about it. I mean, it was kind of funny because when I looked at it after I posted it, I was like, man, who is that guy? Yeah. You sure you play football? Yeah. But you know what, though, Jeff, you, you you got some rhythm, man. That's what got you. you. You was actually on beat. So you had me beat in that respect. I but, Jeff, let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you another question. When you uh, when you do your – when you're doing your business ventures, what type of business – you said you bought a couple of businesses. What Exactly what did you do? Well, you know, first starting off, it was, like I said, the consulting business where we visited with different companies and would uh, make recommendations on their uh, employee benefits. So did that, owned a company. And then when I went into coaching, I sold uh, my stock and went into coaching. And I think my first year of coaching, I made uh, $21,000 <laughs> and I was making that much an interest off selling my business. So I could do it. <laughs> you took a little cut and pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but anyhow, that's what I did. And, 
coach for a while. Then when I got back, I got into the investment business okay. where I work with different institutions, whether there were banks or insurance companies uh, and different places like uh, would be investment companies. And so I would look at uh, trying to find offerings, fixed income offerings that would fit what they were looking for. I got you. I got you. Now, now Jeff, uh, if I remember correctly, you just, if you don't mind sharing with us, how's the, how's the rehab part coming for you? You know, it, uh, it's a little harder than I thought it would be. Well, first, Jeff, explain what you had done then. Well, I had, uh, I had knee replacement surgery and, you know, you don't really, I guess I didn't really know the extent to what they do, but it's pretty traumatic, uh, as far as how they treat your body by putting, you know, the tourniquets around your leg to stop the blood flow for a couple hours. And, you know, they cut the bone off each end of your, and they put uh, a piece of plastic basically there. And then you're walking around hmm. with, uh, with a new knee. Wow. So it's just takes a little, when you're 74 years old, you know, you got to make sure you do the rehab. Wow. And so that's what I'm working through now. Just doing the rehab. Okay, well, hold hey, hold that thought, Jeff. We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back and wrap this thing up. I just want everybody to know, man, we got Jeff Kenny, man, former Husker legend. Don't y'all go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. You know, I was just sitting there thinking, uh, I want to say this to Jeff, and I want you to continue rehabbing because we got some more golf to play. And also, I got a comment from from the great Red, Mike Barron, a.k.a. Red. Hey, Red, when I see you too, man, I need to get that two million off of you, but don't let nobody see you give it to me. But anyway, Red said... Uh, Jeff lit up Oklahoma for 171 yard rushing in the 1971 game of the century. Man, 171 yards. You were putting in work, Jeff. <laughs> well, you know, we just we had we had a chemistry that I've never experienced before on that on that team. And everybody, you know, had a lot of confidence. And to be a running back and hit a hole full speed, you had to have some trust in your alignment in front of you, and especially your fullback. Right. So we just we were we were a team that played so well together, and we had to that game. I mean, it's just kind of like who had the ball last was going to win that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'm like Red man, 171 yards is 171 yards. I mean, <laughs> and it wasn't against no slouch. You know, what I mean, that was a that was a top team that you did. That you know, Oklahoma Sooners always been in that top. You know, so. Big shout out to you for that. And I just want to, you know, I want to say thank you too, Jeff, because I know that your time is valuable. And I just want to say thank you 
for being willing to be a guest on the show. I mean, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, I, I just, I don't know how to thank you enough for that. You know, I mean, a lot of people take stuff for granted and I don't, I don't take anything for granted. So the fact that you took time out of your busy day to, to be a part of this show, I mean, I just got to say thank you. And I want to say it publicly so that you understand how important that is to me. Well, you but, know, you know, I care very much about you and I have fun and you are a brother in every sense of the word. And just a little, a little heads up. Looks like it's a rematch between the chiefs and the 49ers. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I know who you going to be pulling for. <laughs> 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 Again, though, I you know I just want to say thank you, and uh, and I got to give another shout out to Matt Warner, man of Empire Fencing, for the sponsorship of the show. It means a lot to me because there are a lot of people out here that you know say one thing but do another. But Matt's a man of his word, and Empire Fencing is just a great company. I've had the pleasure of meeting those those employees out there, and Matt's just been a really really good person and a good leader. I think. That's very important for a company because sometimes people, especially when they're in a position of power like that, they tend to forget the people that helps them get to where they are. And I don't see that at all with Matt Warner and at Empire. So y'all keep doing big things out there, and I look forward to the next opportunity to come out there. Well, we're going to wrap up the show again. I want to say thank you, Jeff, man. I appreciate you. And I always wrap up my show the same way every week. Every day you bless the sea truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get your happy old. Down. See y'all next Sunday.